1: From the Toronto Sun, uh, plenty of other media. too. columnist Brian Lilly to get an update on what is going on just north of the border from us. So what started as a trucker protest out west in Canada, making its way to Ottawa, picked up steam and has now turned into over a week of being in Ottawa. Brian, uh, I think when you know this protest landed on the capital of Canada people were thinking, all right, there will be a a weekend of protests, and then it'll probably peter out from there. It seems like it's only grown larger since the convoy arrived at the Capitol.
0: Well, the sad part is that the police chief in Ottawa uh, thought that it was going to be two or three days and then it would stop. Uh, But anyone who had paid attention to what the protesters were saying, they, they drove from British Columbia from Nova Scotia, like from both ends of the country, to meet in Ottawa, they kept saying, "We're going and we're not leaving till we get what we want, and we want all mandates over." So yesterday, the police chief, who's under under huge amounts of fire over his handling of this, he's very weak handling of this. Um, he, he said, "Well, you know, we, we didn't know. We thought it was going to be three days. It, it, like everybody that had reported on this in the media here in Canada had spoken to truckers who said, We 'We won't leave.' So." Now, this protest, you know, it's hitting a border crossing uh, between Alberta and Montana. Um, It's hitting, I I believe, Montana. It's hitting um, uh, the Ambassador Bridge, which links winter and Detroit. It's the busiest cross-border, commercial uh, border crossing in the country. Uh, Like, 27 percent, this is from the the U.S. government's website, 27 percent of the $400 billion a year our two countries do in trade crosses that border, it's pretty close to shut down this morning. So this is a growing protest, both in Ottawa and in other parts of
1: the country. You know, I always want to be careful on how I characterize this, because a lot of places will say, well, this is a a trucker protest against the vaccination mandate to cross the border that went into place last month. Uh, But it seems like it's much more than that. I mean, that's a, a central core of it, obviously. But This is also a lot of Canadians protesting about the last two years of, you know, really restrictive mandates in many cases.
0: Very restrictive mandates, uh, for the most part, stricter than what you've had in in the United States. Although, you know, depending at different times, um, you guys had certain things in New York State or in California that we haven't had. But for the most part, stricter here. Uh, than you faced in the United States, always the travel warnings, the the border closures, which, you know, you being in Buffalo, you know, you know, you know how impactful that is uh, for border communities. And, uh, you know, the the Trudeau government's part of it, but just like you know, with you, there's rules from the, the federal government and then rules for the state government. We've got rules from the federal government and rules from the provincial government, sometimes the municipal governments. And... People are, are getting to the point where they're fed up. Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has tried to dismiss this as a fringe minority uh, with unacceptable views. That was his description of the uh, the protesters uh, when he's not just outright calling them racist, bigots and misogynists. But you know, a, a poll just last week showed 54% of Canadians are done with COVID restrictions and want them to go. Um, You know, just shy of uh, 45 percent said that they understand or or have some sympathy for what the protesters, which includes truckers and others, as you said, what they're complaining about. So it's hardly a a fringe minority, but it is a dangerous position for the, the prime minister to be in, trying to dismiss so many people at once with the back of the hand.
1: Brian Lilly joining us. You can read his columns in the Toronto Sun. You know, you mentioned the prime minister's response in Justin Trudeau. And I've been really uh, taken aback, I guess, by his response to this kind of doubling down on past comments that really, you could argue, might have sparked this in the first place. Uh, you know, past comments about people who were unvaccinated, um, you know, labeling them, as you said, racist, misogynist. And now continuing with that, even seeing that it's not just a minority, it's a really big protest movement around Canada. Are you surprised at his response at all?
0: No, because I, I, I've known the man for a long time. I've covered him since he was first elected, and this is in his nature. He doesn't back down from a fight. And sometimes that's great, right? You, you want a, a political leader who's a fighter, but sometimes leadership is de-escalating the situation, calming things down. Um, you know, that, that's what good political leaders do. And even last night, they, they had a, an emergency debate in Parliament on ending the, the protest in Ottawa, which has you know, shut down large parts of the nation's capital. I mean, imagine overtaking all the roads around the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., I can't imagine that going on for what we're on to 12 days now. Um, You know, and I've been in both cities. I've covered both cities. They have in some ways similar um, overlapping police jurisdictions. They have similar security. But I can't imagine this happening in Washington, D.C., where for 12 days protesters overtake the area surrounding the Capitol. That's what's happened. And Trudeau was dismissive of the concerns raised by the protesters and and last night said the people of Ottawa don't deserve to be harassed in their own neighborhoods. That's true. They don't. But then he went on. He said they don't deserve to be confronted with the inherent violence of a swastika flag flying on a street corner or a Confederate flag. There was one swastika that somebody showed up with on the outside of the protest on the first main day. And that person was shoved away by the protesters. We don't want you here. Get lost. And yes, somebody did carry a Confederate flag once into the protest and the same sort of thing. Of course, you know, the prime minister is dismissing what has literally been tens of thousands of people over the past two weeks by the actions of two individuals. And this is how we operate. He doesn't engage with the issue. He tries to dismiss everybody who opposes him as a racist, a bigot, a misogynist. And it's about... You know, as Tip O'Neill famously said, all politics is local. He's trying to gin up his base and get them excited because he's, you know, all he needs is 33 percent to win an election in this country.
1: Now, here's where it gets a little tricky, I think, because you have these calls to, OK, well, there needs to be a negotiator, a, a mediation. or so I believe someone on this station yesterday said, you know, we, we need a mediator. But. A movement like this, Brian, there, this is just a movement of pe- people are drawn to the cause. And I know that there are people who say, well, I'm the, the leader, the organizer, or the truckers protest. And, you know, maybe that's true to an extent. But you can't really negotiate with one person. You don't have one person speaking for a cause that has, you know, uh, drawn the support that this protest has. uh, How do you see the end to this? And uh, are you seeing a a lot of people say, well, who's the leader of the protest? You know, who is speaking for these people? I I don't see it that way. I I think that's just, it's a feeling. It's not a group led by a leader.
0: You're right. There is no leader for this protest movement, so I don't know who he would speak with. Um, you know, the uh, protest leaders at different times have made various statements of what they would do or wouldn't do that were not held up. They weren't true. uh, Because, you know, I'll give you an example. They said um, uh, they would um, not blow horns because, you know, for people that don't know, they've been blowing their air, air horns nonstop for large chunks of the day while they're there. And, you know, people that haven't been subjected to that might laugh and say, well, it's just talking. What does it matter? You're talking hundreds of air horns going at once for hours at a time. It's deafening. It's maddening. It goes in the middle of the night. People can't sleep. Well, the protesters uh, said, uh, the organizer said, well, we won't blow air horns on Sunday from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m. Of course, a bunch of them did. So, you know, what can he do? There's no one to talk to. Well, he could start by lowering the temperature. He could start by saying that he understands the frustrations of so many Canadians at the pandemic restrictions, instead of simply dismissing them all as racist. It's a it's a card he has played too many times, and too often to be of effect. But he just keeps doing it. Um, he should say that he understands that they're looking at you know relaxing restrictions which would not be a climb down for him because the uh, the chief medical officer of health, the Canadian equivalent of Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, has said, you know what, we need to start living with COVID-19. We need to start re-examining all the restrictions, including vaccine passports, including mandatory vaccinations for certain industries. She said, we, you know, we need to do this because this virus is not going away. Well, as The lead medical person is saying that the lead political person is doubling down, saying, no, I'm actually going to do more. If you're a truck driver going between two different provinces, I'm going to force you to be vaccinated. Ninety percent of the truckers are vaccinated, just like 90 percent of the adult Canadian population is vaccinated. Um, He's doing this because he knows there's a good chunk of the population that's angry at being held back. And that is for some people manifesting itself with the protest for others it's manifesting itself in anger at the unvaccinated because they say you're the people holding me back so instead of being a leader and trying to find common ground and bring people together trudeau's trying to pit one group of canadians against the other for political expediency and political uh, you know points down the road he doesn't need to be going this route